Okay, Q jingle. Q jingle. Da, 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 there it is. <laughs> It's almost inevitable. Oh, he likes it spicy. I'll use two. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> we are live. Oh, here we go. <laughs> hello, Jonathan. Well, hello, Greg. Uh, we are coming to you. Well, this won't be live for you, but we were recording live in Greg's recently remodeled home. Holy mackerel. Yeah. So you outsourced, you brought in. I did. A, a professional. New York designer. I did. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Andrea, who Andrea, it's yeah, true, that's right. Um, who had a lot of attitude and was really critical of my uh, oh my life, really, but my choices <laughs> in specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, what it didn't really work like that. Yeah, so we are in your home. We are in a new. Space. We're in a different space in my yeah. home. We had been tucked into the back, um, the hovel, the hovel. So so far, yeah. and uh, when you, Jonathan, mm -hmm, that's me. and uh, the third tasty gent, Andrea. Andrea arrived today for our recording yeah. uh andrea suggested that perhaps some of the furniture could move around suggested. Yeah. yeah and you and i were talking about something else and she uh very very appropriately asked permission to just move some stuff yeah and then you and i had a conversation and i turned around and the furniture had all been moved. and your house looks different it's better and now we're in a new place and it's place. really bright over here it's much a happened. lot of light yeah I look better. You look better. It, it's great. It's bound to happen eventually. This is, the, this is so. Great. Yes, it's bound to happen. Eventually. <laughs> we have a viewing now. We have a view, and yes, we can. We we have a view, and we can be viewed. Um, so it may be that there are neighbors who walk by. Uh, if you are one of our neighbors in Palermo, and you are listening, uh, mm -hmm. and you happen to be walking by. Um, at whatever time and day it is right now, you might have seen us recording this. And you'll get a shout out. And you'll get a shout out. Sure. Yes. Now we can shout, out. shout out. Oh, shout and there's our first one. And that is, who is that? Oh. Man with two dogs. Either. Man with two dogs, uh, black dog and brown dog, yeah. um, has he just walked by. He's got black pants and that white shirt. Our, could be our entire episode today. We We're just <laughs> dog viewing. We could talk yeah. about, yeah. And now the brown dog is yeah. pooping. So he's got, okay, I'm going to call him one of my favorite beer drinks, black and tan. Nice, black and tan. His two dogs. There it is. All right, black and, oh, it's sure. black okay. and tan. Yeah. So we are on an interesting topic today. Yes. And uh, I love our process for how we engage with this because we've been talking about this for a few minutes. Yes. I'm pretty sure we're talking about storytelling. Oh, what do, you, what do you think we're talking about? Manscaping. manscaping. <laughs> I have recently gifted myself a new razor and I just went to town. Yes. So it's... Did you like like carve like names, like tattoos, like sort of manscaping, like temporary tattoos? No, I just, I just gave myself apps. Nice. That's very Sparta, <laughs> very 300. It is, yes. Uh, uh, no, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. No, not manscaping. Yeah. But wait for the picture, kids. It'll be on the Tasty Gents. Yes, yes, do yes. that. Um, which reminds me, I owe Tasty Gents uh, a poem um, Ooh, that's on our Facebook page. I couldn't figure out how to do it. We'll okay. deal with that later. That's all right. Storytelling. Storytelling. And we came to storytelling uh, in a couple of different ways. And yeah. some of the interesting touch points in the conversation that at first may have seemed unrelated, but ended up being related. Yeah. So you and I have both worked in training and development yeah. and simulation is a, is a way that people learn things, which mm -hmm. is to, you know, you think of a flight simulator is uh, a way to get on a computer and practice flying an airplane yes. with fewer crashes. With very few. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, with many more, but well, fewer yes. consequences. Yeah. Good point. Yes. Crashes that have zero consequences. Yes. Okay. So simulation really common. And then 
you were talking about Yorn and yeah. his experience with a game called Skyrim and talk about that. Yeah. So, so we, and, and we kind of got into the, and, and again, in learning development, they have a, a phrase called gamification. You may have heard of it. Basically it's where you take lessons or knowledge or things and you turn it into some sort of an activity or even a game. And uh, I remember Bjorn in middle school playing this game he enjoyed called Skyrim. And it's this world and there's characters and different species and you do this stuff and you build up these castles, all this kind of stuff, right? It's, it's a fantasy game. Um, and he had, he had a time limit, like an hour a day. He's like, get, get, he's supposed to get his homework done. And, you know, uh, and, uh, but he, he was having struggles in geography. Like he was like, we really had to sit down with him and help him learn the the states of the, nation and the countries of the world and things like that he eventually got it but i remember sitting with him one weekend and he's showing me this skyrim world and he knows every region the people of that region their history and lore he knows that because it's fun yeah and it's a game and it's not something a teacher directed him to it's something that he got to create himself he got to create this it was there but it was, and I, I brought this up, like these old choose your own adventure books yeah. when we were kids, where you would read part of it and it's like, if you want this to happen, go to page right. 33. And, and so he, you don't have to start in a linear path. Once you understand the basics of game movement, the world's open. Yeah. And you just go and you do stuff and um, maybe you're not very skilled warrior yet. So you go out in the wrong area and boom, you get hit and you start back and, yeah. and it takes you right back to square one. And you're like, oh, darn, I won't go there again. Right. And then I have to go on this quest and whatever it is. Right. So there's a whole story and a whole thing around it. But I think that kids learn better this way. Yeah. And I think maybe people learn better when I there's activities so. like this because we are an action-based species. Yeah. You know, having... And yes, yeah. there are there are absolutely a portion of the population that can just sit there and just memorize maps and math and things like sure. that, right? Um, and they're probably not listening to our podcast. No. So, <laughs> oh, you might they're, be. They're not me. Oh, no, we we adore you. If yeah. that's if you're and, the person who memorizes maps, we like you, yeah, and you're that nerd. kind of nerd. Yeah, we're different nerds. We're different nerds. Yeah. yeah. So 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 that, that so so. so Gamification and and storytelling go for in my mind, especially for learning and development for adult learning, really hand in hand. I completely agree. And one of the things you just described was, you know, in this example of Bjorn, I don't know if Bjorn ever listened to this. We talk about him a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hope that's not creepy, Bjorn. Sorry, hey. yeah. Um, but in this example, you know, this player in a in, in playing Skyrim or any other game, you know, does a thing that results in an outcome that they don't want. And they think, well, I don't want to do that again. And so that kind of learning of the consequences of behavior, that's like core critical thinking yeah. learning that we want, we want to learn and we want kids to learn. And I think that's why it becomes compelling is that if I'm, whether I'm, you know, in real life, learning about the consequences of my, of my behavior, or I am in fact learning to be a pilot and I am in a flight simulator and I do a thing and it results in a simulated crash, or I'm playing, yeah. you know, Mario Brothers and I try to jump across an abyss and I fall in the abyss and my character dies. In all those examples, I've taken action that I expected or hoped would get me to one outcome it got me to another outcome that was negative. Yeah. Um, and so then I go back and I get to think about how to do it differently. Um, or best case scenario, I, you know, I, I take a jump and I find that at the bottom of the abyss, there's something I really need or want. It's right. like, oh, like this is not- Thank goodness I help. Yeah, but I think that the story of that, the, the I had, you know, I had a goal, you know, 
really this comes up because I, I write plays as well. This yeah. is how, play, how, how storytelling goes, right? Yeah. So the character has a goal. There's a thing that they want and they, they're in pursuit of that goal for the entire, this is Western storytelling, pursuit of that goal for the entire time. And so the learning that comes along with that, we are really drawn to. It's why we love movies. It's why we love going to theater. It's why we like video games. I was yeah. hearing on the radio today that um, who Disney uh, is reinvesting in a video game company. They just bought a video game company. Mm -hmm. They're they're recognizing video game sales and video game engagement is just growing and growing and growing and growing. And it's not just kids that are engaging in video games. Yeah. And as much as I can be like any other curmudgeon and say like, oh, those darn kids and their video games and their loud music. <laughs> like I can be that guy. Yeah. Um, but what they're doing is engaging in storytelling. And it's the choose your own adventure kind of storytelling that's yeah. allowing allowing them to and encourage them to learn and grow and things like that. So yeah, and to take and to take risks that they also know they can come back from. Some of these risks have consequences like, well, you died three times, so now you can't do this for like 24 hours or whatever. Like this, or some things where you have to go back and wait till you have um more energy or something. So there are time commitment risks, but falling into the abyss and not dying. That's a good one. That's a good right? one. And yeah. You get a lot of that in real life. Like you fall into the abyss. It's like, well, goodbye. I mean, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably not. Oh, great, remember you know, Greg? He yeah. turned into that abyss. Yeah. What he's was that about no. Why is he driving that way? Why do we have that abyss anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really ought to put a cover over it. Yeah, honestly, it's a warning sign. The abyss cover. Yeah. Oh, we have somebody else walking by right now. Uh, I don't know his name either. I call him uh, Puffy Jacket Flip Flops. Puffy jacket flip flops. Puffy jacket flip flops. Very cute. He's very cute dog. Yes, he's yeah. a very nice person, uh, and he always dresses warmly and he wears flip flops. Yeah, um, which I yeah. find incongruous. Not bad. Yeah, I'm not judging. I'm judging a little. Yeah, we're judging. Um, but incongruous. Yeah. Anyway, if he had uh, glasses on, he would have slid them down to the end of his nose when he's looking at him. Definitely true. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. A little judgy. A little judgy. Um, that's what that. That's what that looks like. So anyway. I'm fascinated by this because uh, all the places that storytelling shows up, you talked a minute ago briefly about the Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. So listener, if you were had never come across these, these were kids books, kids and oh, yeah. young adult, preteen-ish yeah. uh, um, books where you literally get to a spot on a page where you know they, they'd set the stage, they'd introduce the characters, they'd, they'd given you... Um, a, a scenario or circumstance. And then it said, if you want the character to do this or you want this to happen, you know, go to page 37. If you want this to happen, go to page 92. And, and the story would pick up from there. And I've seen plays written like that, which is mm. fun and challenging as a playwright, even more so as an actor, because as an actor, you have to learn two separate scripts. So then with the audience is like, hey, yeah, yeah you take two, a vote. Number one. No. Yeah, how many people want like outcome number one, how many people want outcome number two? And when I've seen that on in live theater, they end up doing both because you know you're there, your actors know it, you know you want to see how it turns out. But they, but it it tracks differently based on what the audience asks for, and then the actors have to make that switch to oh we're in now we're in scenario B as opposed right. to scenario right. A. Yep. Um, but that bit of agency and the reason that theaters have done that and playwrights have done that. And I think this is why video games are so compelling and why simulations are so compelling is if you think about the theater experience or yeah. the or even the choose your own adventure book experience, 
in that in in the standard version of that theater, I'm in the audience and I'm watching, and it is just it is coming at me. And as an audience member, my job is is at best to laugh or to cry, yeah. but to otherwise be pa a passive observer. And so knowing, to your point, that people like to be involved, they like to be have agency in yeah. it. These theaters are trying this out. I don't know if it's been successful or not because it's hard to to deliver. But if an audience knows that they're going to have a vote on what happens to the character next, I think it's a, it it engages them positively and differently. Yeah. And so so when we think about storytelling, that becomes the difference. And I think that's why video games are so compelling. Is you get to change the ending. You get to change. <clears throat> As I choke on my own depth. I know you got I really was, enthusiastic really about that. Like, yes. You get to change your own journey. Yes. And the ending, yes. But the journey can be completely different. And we do this. This is a natural thing we do in our lives, right? Like you have yeah. your own adventure with every dinner. I'm going to make it myself. It's going to be healthy. It's going to be yeah. healthy. But it's going to take time and everything else. Right. I'm going to call DoorDash. Yes. And I'm going to feel terrible tomorrow because I, yes. I had all that salt, but it was delicious yeah. and convenient. Well, so. And what I like about that, besides the salt um, <laughs> and the deliciousness of DoorDash, um, um, and Uber Eats, we don't want to. We're uh, <laughs> this part of Tasty Gents, not at all sponsored by DoorDash okay. or Uber Eats. Um, but if any of them have any cash and like to float it our way, yeah, you know where to find us. This 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 podcast brought to you by Puffy Jacket Flip Flop. <laughs> jacket flip flop Flip-flop guy. Yeah. <laughs> Puffy jacket flip flops flip -flop guy. Dog guy. Cute dog guy, yeah. Um what I like about that is that you in that moment weighed those choices, right? There is um, you know, benefits of healthy cook at home meal are, you know, healthy, tastes good. I feel good about myself. Yep. Drawbacks are time and money. I got to go to the grocery store. It's going to take me time to prep and time yeah. to clean. Right. Yeah. So there's your balance. Benefits of DoorDash. It's going to be delicious. It's really, really easy. I just dial a number, but drawbacks are, you know, I will not be happy with my choices and I might actually not even feel all that great as a result yeah. of it, but yeah. God, yeah. it would taste good. Sure. So you get to do that in the story and then you get to tell the story of yourself yeah. um, based on those choices that you make. And that's what I get really excited about in these choose your own adventure stories. And I, we talked briefly about, you know, like one of the ones that I think about, right. There's, there's the, there's Greg lived in Seattle for a long time and had a number of jobs and then left those jobs and moved to Palm Springs. And yeah. so those are the facts I can embellish those facts in a way that I fled Seattle because of all the bad things that were happening mm -hmm. there. That's an easy story to tell. Sure. There really wasn't any bad things. Yeah. Or I can embellish the story to talk about sort of leaning into what I want the next chapter of my life to be and, and to find myself here in Palm Springs. None of the facts change. Yeah. But but what I wrap around them, the the context I wrap around them becomes relevant, becomes it's perspective. It's perspective okay. And it's the new story. And then I have a feeling about myself, about the world, about where I live, based on the story that I tell. That's right. We and just and Bjorn, coming right back to you. Um, one more thing, <laughs> hey, Bjorn. Yeah, I, 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 he always gets frustrated with me because I always said he was the number one tuba player in the middle school, and he's like, "Dad, I was the only one." I'm like, "You're number one." That's the story. So two perspectives, right? Both are true. Yes, both are true. And I think that matters. And one of our early episodes, we talked about um, people who are who are positive. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember the name of that episode, but it was like, God, it was only our second or third episode. Yeah. But the, but the point that we both made was that there's a story to be told 
about all the exact same facts. And one of them, in one of them, people are for the most part good and the world is good and there's opportunity and 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 we're glad to be here. And with the exact same facts, there's another version where people are for the most part bad and the world is bad and it's a misery to be here. Yeah. And we talked about the fact that you and I both are people who choose the good story. We choose the good one. It's yeah. just kind of core to who we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think this is becomes the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's the, and I think it's why storytelling is so what foundational. Yeah. Well, we do it with, I mean, okay, but let's call it out. Who's gone out to the mall and people watched and made up mm. really awful stories about Constant. people walking by and you're like, what stripes and circles together? Constantly. Yeah. Yes. Or the airport. That's or one the, of my favorites. Oh, I love the airport. Yes. Oh yeah. Walmart. Walmart. Another great place to Thank do you, that. Man. Yep. Andy um, loves Walmart. Or there was a shopping mall in, um, uh, in Seattle mm -hmm. called Pacific Place. Um, yeah, I used to work right next there. Kind of high end. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was a Tiffany's Jewelers. Oh, yeah. So right. I also watched the people coming and going in Tiffany's and would tell stories about them. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, it was great. Um, and it's fun to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. It is fun to do that because, again, we we think in story. We do. Yeah. All right. So here it is. Right. So uh, I have two friends. How Ooh, nice. It's true. Just two. Um, I like to keep the numbers small because that otherwise it's overwhelming for me. I have two friends who will remain unnamed okay. um, who have, uh, they've really, um, they've defied who they are. They, the core of who they are, they have let go. Um, and, and the people that loved them and cared about them and believed that they knew who these friends were um, are now not even sure like what to do with them. And and really? and what that means, essentially what they've done is decided to uh, stop eating meat, these friends. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, can you even imagine oh somebody who would do, who quitters. would, who would, the quitters, they would just like <laughs> offend everyone around them by by just refusing to participate. That's what's happening. Um, I have yeah. two friends who are choosing, who chose to eat vegetarian through most of January yeah. uh, and loved the experience of it so much that they uh, have, let that continue into February. Yeah. Um, listener, these two friends are Jonathan and Andrea. They're Tasty Gents. I know. I gave them up. I gave them up that quickly. Um, so you're being a terrible spy. I was being a terrible spy. <laughs> the part where I started laughing. I didn't even twist your thumbs. So anything. tell me then, yes, Jonathan, yeah. tell me the story of this vegetarianism. What is the story you're telling yourself about this about this choice? I'm really interested in it. Well, you know, we we have dabbled with this on and off. We we do like a couple weeks, and we're like, okay, this is going to be meatless Monday, or yeah, have whatever this is. And uh, and I had been a vegetarian for a long time, and Andrea's dabbled with it as well, which is a big deal for someone from Wisconsin. Yes, that's I it. was going to say. Yes. Yeah, if, yeah. If an animal doesn't die for your meal, then I I feel like even if you're not a Wisconsinite it, loses it should, their wings. They should have, uh, just a sacrifice. Yes. For your salad, just a <laughs> just have a salad, yes. something. Yeah, so that's what they do in Wisconsin. It's big time. Um, but you know, for her to do that is is a big deal. And and we we really bonded over food early on in our relationship. And you know, and what's better than tacos? So we uh -oh. have all these little street tacos. And right, we were in San Jose, and one of our, one of our favorite things was to get up in the weekends and go down to the little uh, Mexican place and get these burritos and come back and eat them in bed and read the paper and yes. all that fun stuff. Uh, I say, read the paper. I don't know. <laughs> but it was, anyway, For Tasty Gents After Dark, it's a whole different explanation <laughs> of where the tacos were and what happened. Yeah. 
Uh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, so but, uh, and and as we're going through these things, and we I think did some sort of back end calculation over just the number of chickens we've eaten in our life, hmm. and it's probably all of them. So <laughs> all, all the chickens, yeah, they've all been consumed by me and Andrea, and and we feel like we could have done better. Like there were just things that we kept. Uh, meat was a uh, and 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 I. I'm saying that if you eat meat, there's no judgment here. No, I love I, I do for so much of my life and everything. Yeah. And but it was a it was it was a crutch. Like it was what you built the rest of your meal around. Yeah. Instead of saying, what else could we do? Right. So uh typically when we would do uh tacos, I would do like a pork shoulder, pulled pork, and I would do uh great sauces and stuff like that. We do the whole thing. Um so last night we made tacos and it was uh sweet potatoes. Ooh. And we did so I roasted sweet potatoes. Uh, uh I mixed it up with some olive oil and some uh chili powder. Mm. Roasted at 425 for 40 minutes. Um in the meantime, I made my own tortillas out of masa. Oh wow. Masa tortillas. Do you have a tortilla press? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you do. We'll do it. We'll bring it over. All right. I yeah. love that. We'll make All little right. tiny masa pizzas. And then we'll do um and then it was uh black beans and onion that were uh, simmered for about 20 minutes Ooh. and then mashed. So it almost, Oh, like nice. And so, and then, and then on top of all of that, we made a, a spicy guacamole. Very nice. Yeah. Perfect. That sounds amazing. And Andrea's world famous and not just Palm Springs, world famous <laughs> cabbage salad. World to boot. famous cabbage salad. Cabbage salad to boot. And I felt like I was missing nothing. Here's what I was missing. Meat sweats. Yes. I didn't I, have them. I know them well. Yeah. I yeah. didn't have them. Yeah. So, uh, and while we were comfortably satiated, yeah, we weren't like, oh, so yeah, okay, you know, Andrea, walk me to the bathroom. Right. None of that happened. <laughs> At least not because of the meat sweats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and again, kind of this, uh, and what I like though. I'm going to keep us thematic for a minute, despite the fact that that sounds delicious and I'm hungry right now. Um, there's a there's another version of that story where where meat would feel like a, a miss. The truth is, and you know this because yeah. we don't. There are dishes made with meat that taste good. You're really good. Meat yeah. sweats not with so good, right? But there, but the the story that you're both choosing right now is the one you just told about the creativity of the of the meal and the and the the way that you feel and yeah. the effort that it takes to get there. Um, and so all that becomes a really relevant, useful story, and 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 it's more interesting and engaging even if you're telling it to no one other than yourself yeah then um we had sweet potatoes for dinner last night yeah it's a it's a better version and it and it allows you to sort of imbue those characters with values and outcomes and goals and a life right this is the video game of Jonathan and Andrea's life right yeah. Get, gets a really cool boost yeah there sure. Don't even start. Don't. I, and, <laughs> right now, Andrea, the third tasty gent, is considering how to respond yeah. to the video game of her life. Grab, grab, your, your, grab your Oculus is what we were just, <laughs> just warned to do. By the way, the Oculus, uh, for those of you who don't know, is the virtual reality headset you can wear. So, yeah. I have one of those as the well. The Oculus is actually not part of your body. Uh, at least not part of mine. Yeah. Um, not yet, anyway. Well, Elon Musk is going to change all of that. He is. Yeah. Oh, Elon. No, he's been putting computer chips in people. He's been. He's the greatest. I mean, really, what is there? What is there more that we want from him? Oh, I, humanity. I want. I want well, no, <laughs> you. What? He's South African. He has. Uh, Ooh, but we love South Africans. Yeah. 
even the white ones. Wait. So um, so you get the um, computer chip. I'm just joking. That's exactly. Uh, yes. Computer chip in the head, and it calls your Tesla over. It tells you the charge, right. and then if you're low on charge, you touch your Tesla, you charge up. I can't wait. That's the world we're gonna get to. Mm. It is. I think it is the world we're gonna get to. It makes me think of uh, all of this: the games part and uh, the Elon's implant for your Tesla part. Makes me think of uh, the movie Ready, Ready Player One. Yes. Which uh, which has got some. It was a great movie. Great book too. Yeah. I have a weird connection to that book. Mm-hmm. I know. Is it a, is it an implant? It is not an implant. Oh. Uh, it was written by uh, the author. I forget his name. Uh, the author was sort of in the poetry slam community for a little bit, really, and knows people and his friends and connected people to whom I'm also connected for the poetry. So sector. you're saying you are the main character, but I am. I'm saying it's about consciously. He yes. said no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm saying that that book is about me, is yeah. as it should be common uh, common knowledge. Most books are. Yes. Lord of the Rings also about me. Oh really? Yes. Oh yeah. Gandalf. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, you know, we're yeah. Frodo. We're Frodo. yeah. Uh, good point. The Hobbit has, you know. Concerned. There's just too many movies. There's a lot of movies. And geez, one moment for The Hobbit. Okay, so you want to try new things, right? Yeah. Always. So, listener, if you got a chance to see any of the of the Hobbit uh, movies when they came out, first of all, Peter Jackson, in my opinion, we are off on such a tangent, but I'm going there for That's a minute. <laughs> Peter Jackson <clears throat> gets all the credit. Yeah. I've been a lover and a reader of fantasy since I was a kid mm. and read so many fantasy books and loved them. Yeah, sure. mm. Peter Jackson's success with Lord of the Rings, in my opinion, is what led to the fact that we get dragons on movies all the time now. Yeah. We get um, we, the Wheel of Time is is made into a successful series on Prime, which was great. It was great, and, and, and on and on and on. Okay, so all that. Well, then Peter Jackson makes the Hobbit movies. There's three of them. There shouldn't be. Um, yeah. The Hobbit is a book is shorter than Fellowship of the, of the Ring, yeah. which is the first of the three in Lord of the Rings, three movies. Okay, there's some problems. I get it. He had to overcome. For one, there is, and by the way, listener, if you disagree with me or you have evidence to disprove this, I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. There is not a single female character anywhere in The Hobbit, not even one. The dragon, not even female. Everybody in The Hobbit is male. All the dwarves. Uh, all of the hobbits, even as a side character, not a single, There's not even a single female no. side character that 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 has a line of dialogue in the book. If they yeah. if they reference one, my knowledge isn't that good. Okay, well, okay. So we had to bring in some 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 diversify. Yeah, diversify a little with bit. the other half the with the other half of the population. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we don't <laughs> want to go crazy. No, I mean, no. of course, if he'd made the only female character the dragon, that would have been its own problematic choice. The dragon is also male. Yeah. Okay. So all that is true. Yeah. The other thing he did, if you if you recall, the very first Hobbit movie, mm. he played around with the frame rate. So frame rate is literally the number of still frames that show up per second in a movie. Okay. Most movies are about a 24 frame per second frame rate. Okay. And, and we're used to that. Life happens at a higher frame rate than movies do. But we're used to the fact that movies actually have a slight blur to them. Mm. And we just visually were accustomed to that's what movies look like. So first movie was a 48 frames per second frame he rate. Doubled. He doubled it. And what it meant was every action scene was exhausting. Yeah. At one point there was a fight and somebody fell on the ground and the, and the camera has a close up of their face. You could see the pores in their face. It was so crisp and clear sure. because of the frame rate. It was disturbing. We didn't like it. So Peter Jackson, if you're listening, we love you. 
thank you for your work in Lord of the Rings Absolutely. and for bringing fantasy into the realm of like everybody yeah, else and yeah. normal people. But good heavens, you owe us something for The Hobbit. Yeah, not good. That was a problem. All right. Seriously. Half measures. That was a tangent. Half measures. Half measures, yes. Yeah. Like, um, like a Hobbit. Half measure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Half measures and halflings. Yeah. The Hobbits were. Mm -hmm. um, I have a story that I tell about myself as a cook, actually. Okay. Which is which I think is related as well. For the for a long, long time, people would say to me, uh, oh, I someone like heard thus and such that you're actually a, a good cook. Okay. And I would deny that. I'm not a good cook. Really? I'm, I'm capable of reading a recipe, mm -hmm. but I'm no more or less capable of reading a recipe than anybody else is. And so that's a different story, right? That story is the like, that's not real. I'm not that person. Yeah. And that that story limits me. I, I decided yeah. because when the story I'm telling is about things that I cook in my own kitchen is that all I know how to do is read recipes. Well, then I don't take chances. I don't lean into things. I don't try new things because I don't want to waste. I don't want to fail because I'm not a good cook. I'm a person who reads recipes. Okay. If I flip that story to, yeah, I'm actually a pretty good cook and I've got some intuition around it, then I try new things and I'm more creative and, and I have more fun with it. So yeah. same point we're making here. The facts can be exactly the same. The story around those facts matters. It really does. And it's, and, and, and I'm going to paraphrase um, another excellent chef, Bruce Lee, oh, who yeah. said something akin to never make fun of yourself or talk down about yourself Ooh. because the words, your brain takes them, it thinks they're real. It doesn't know the difference between when Ooh. you're joking and when you're not. So like just that. say good things about yourself. And Thanks, Bruce. Uh, that's, I know, what? Right? I know. So much goodness. I have no idea if you can cook. Believe it or not, we have burned through about 30 minutes. There's no way. In storytelling and uh, vegetarian tacos. Yeah, way. Fantastic. I know. We did it again. We did it again. And listener, yes. assuming you're still with us, because we may have lost you early on, yeah. which, you know, we're ready for that sort of. But we're not going to tell that story. The story we're going to tell is that you have been, you actually had to pull your car over. Riveted. Riveted because you were so uh, engaged in the conversation. Absolutely. Either way, you've spent another half an hour uh, with the Tasty Gents, yeah. um, Jonathan and Greg. Yeah. And we're delighted that you've been here. Greg, especially. Um, but delighted. Yeah. I would like to say um, before we, we head out, uh, we I did come across, and you know what a fan I am of soup in the morning. I do, actually. Of the soups, ramen. Yes. Um, and Andrew and I found uh, that Iron Chef Morimoto-san uh, has come out with a packaged ramen. Come on. Amazing. Really? Like, lower in sodium, it, instead of just a little dry packet of nothingness, it's got a it's got a wet packet of oils and spices and seasonings, and then you mix them together, and it has things. And it, oh, my gosh. And I just add in the celery and the carrots and other things that I want to have, mushrooms and all the other things. Incredible. I have a proposal. Oh, Okay. Each of us, sometime in the next few days, make a video of how you turn that ramen into something awesome. Oh yeah, I, you bet. Because I have been, I have some ramen in the in the cupboard right now that is a favorite of mine, and I have some things I do to it to make it way way better than what comes out of the plastic bag. Okay, and so I'm about ready for that to be a video that we share. We'll do it. Yeah. All right. All right. Chopsticks up. Let's get chopsticks it. up.
Bam, bam. Uh, that's it. Um, right, listener, thank you. We're delighted to have you. Once again, we are available in so many ways to you. We are on Facebook uh, at Tasty Gents. Um, on Facebook, we are at tastygents.com. And we are available on email at tastygents at g- g- gmail. Gmail. At gmail.com. But yeah. uh, Facebook is the place to be if you want to hang out with us. Yeah. Or um, you might just look through Greg's window. You so, yes. By the way, we did have another uh, another person walk by. Kevin came oh, by. Kevin. Uh, Kevin with his dog, Kiki. Yeah. Uh, and so it was nice to see Kevin. Uh, I waved. Uh, he did not wave back. Yeah. So well, that's classic Kevin. About. Classic Kevin. <laughs> um, listener, thank you again. We will see you in the next episode of Tasty Gents. Take care. Thanks, Greg. See ya. You've been listening to Tasty Gents, a geeky Palm Springs to Seattle podcast. Okay, cue jingle. Cue jingle. There it is.